Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Sports Talk here on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert. Steve Geller will join us at 545 and uh, Charlie Long back from vacation. And um, I know he's excited now. Justin Verlander to the Astros. And then last night, Charlie, the no-hitter. First time an Astros pitcher, left-handed, has pitched a no-hitter. How about that? Yeah, It all all happened on your grandpa's birthday, right, Charlie? Yeah, it was great. It was a great night. I mean, come on. You look at the – I think I saw the newest updated odds to win the World Series. Now the trade deadline has passed. It was yesterday. The Astros are number three on that list. They're like plus 550 odds, only behind the Braves and the Dodgers. So – a lot of familiar faces for this upcoming postseason are going to be favorites for uh, 2023. Man, Charlie, I didn't hear from you this morning. I thought maybe you went whoop de doo whoop de doo all night long. And uh, maybe you I missed paid. my flight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bob, uh, on the uh, Saints today, we've talked a lot about the offense, and it was uh, tight end Tuesday yesterday, and they connected today. Man, you talk about a flip the uh, switch, uh, the defense. Uh, I would say 80% of the time, they won the battle, and they won it up front. Uh, A big day from Peyton Turner. Uh, They really stuffed the run. We saw a new combination in the middle, too. Malcolm Roach and Nathan Shepard were running with the first team. Grandison and Cam were running with the first uh, defensive end. But, man, uh, it was not a good day at the office for the pitch-and-catch game with the wide receivers really being targeted today. Yeah, uh, what it was, uh, tight end Tuesday, uh, wrecking havoc Wednesday. I don't know, the the W, uh, you know, tone there. Uh, But, yeah, the defense, uh, they came up big time today. But you're going to have the ebbs and flow of that. And, um, you know, Derek Carr even acknowledged that, uh, you know, you really won that. uh, Because, to me, this was Derek Carr's poorest practice as far as accuracy it looked like kind of had a, a camp arm. I, 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 I told Gus Kangel, I said, no, it's too early. He can't have camp arm. I said, you just had a bad practice. And yeah. some of it, too, was sort of self-inflicted by the receivers. Man, they were slipping all over. Man, lucky Sean wasn't here today. He'd have been all over yeah, A.T. Perry and a couple change, of change others. Change the cleats oh, or whatever Change the cleats. Uh, but, but, yeah, but it, it, it was one of those practices uh, that's not going to go on uh, Derek Carr's highlight reel. Not that he was turning over the football. He was just not as accurate as, uh, as you would like. I mean, all the OTAs, the mini camp, the start of training camp, like I said, this was poor as practice. But overall, uh, the defense, um, you know, dominated. Uh, you'd have to say that. Not 100%, but they got the best of the offense today. Um, I think Hayner, 
uh, he, he's still accurate. I, I thought maybe out of all the quarterbacks, uh, he, he might have been uh, the most consistent uh, when you look at it. Uh, now, to me, the one that has excelled, it might be a shock to some who that nation members, and they think uh, he, he's probably gone uh, not so fast. Uh, Trey Quan Smith. Trey Quan Smith is, we need him to be the team champ, but he's the one on one champ. There's no, he won every battle. Uh, they've done one on one, like, uh, you know, two practices in a row, yeah. and nobody has covered him. Not Lattimore, not nobody. He's beaten all the cornerbacks, and he let us know about that. Yeah, he's the one-on-one champ now, and, and that, that goes a long way because uh, that has to help your confidence. Uh, you know, they do the one-on-one drill. It is an offensive drill. There's no pass rush, but you still got to get open, and the quarterback has to get you the ball. So uh, good for Traquan Smith. Uh, Mike, we all know how they like him in that meeting room, teaching the youngsters also. It's much more than just uh, the pitch and catch game. Uh, that when you want to explode the running backs and extend their runs, your block might be critical or crucial. So instead of uh, having an 8-, 10-yard run, it might be 40 yards or taking it to the house. So uh, Traquan, I think he's playing with a lot of confidence right now. Uh, He is healthy, and he was definitely – I'm interested to see the next time they do one-on-one that that who could stop him. Because I'm sure the defensive backs, they'll challenge one another. No, they heard that comment, man, ain't nobody beat me yet. Uh, yeah, I beat everybody so, I don't on care defense. If it's uh, Lattimore, uh, Debo, uh, Alante Taylor, the the whole whole group uh, that Traquan Smith has had their number. Today they worked on third down, Mike. Yeah, a lot of situational football. Yeah. So you know that's telling me they worked on third down. So that's good for the defense. You know how you want to hold an opponent to like thirty percent, around thirty percent conversion, and not you know forty five plus around fifty percent. So offensively. You know, you want to be in the high 40s. Uh, but that would not have been the case today as far as continuing to move the change. Now, we hit a number of slants that would have extended plays where we misfired a lot on a few balls, and especially the communication even with Derek Carr and uh, Michael Thomas. Also in the news, obviously, Alvin Kamara was not there. He went uh, meet with the commissioner, Roger Goodell, in New York and to tell his side of the story. I don't know, but what's his side of the story? Well, when you look at the film, uh, he was, uh, what do you tell Roger Goodell? I, I shouldn't have gotten in a fight, but uh, he, he poked the bear, or so to speak, and uh, what um, he was t- testing my manhood. No, you got to walk away. E- even if you're being disrespected, you cannot afford to get in a fight uh, in, in Las Vegas or anywhere. And uh, you know, way so too mostly, many cameras, cell phones. Right, today. right. That uh, yeah, all you're gonna, gonna do is come up. out uh, the loser in this one. I think he's probably. Uh, trying to maybe talk to Commissioner Goodell that uh, he's contrite as far as um, uh, wanting uh, forgiveness to be lenient. I still think it's going to be six games. I don't think it's going to be four or five, simply because I told you um, when he got back, I want to say, Mike, recently when Twitter went to X or whatever, and he was tweeting uh, about uh, Elon Musk, uh, something about that, uh, no, I'd like how much would you pay for like uh, Mike Tyson, uh, Mike uh, Tyson to punch Elon Musk in the face, you can't tweet that kind of stuff. You don't think the NFL they know all that? So uh, that's not like maybe you turn over a new leaf and uh, and you're being a pacifist and you're not being uh, violent, so to speak. So I, I still think he's going to get six games. I don't know when that's going to come about. I think quickly, at, Bob. at the beginning of the season. I think it'll be especially quickly. him coming, going, talking to the commissioner early in August. 
My yeah, he might not. Uh, it might be not like the middle of the season. It might be from the get go, and Kamara not being available until the middle of October. A couple of injuries. Alante Taylor, uh, Coach Allen brought up the fact it looks to be a hamstring. They were cautious with it, and we saw Andrew Dow go down. Uh, you thought it was a, more of an ankle, I, I, or I, 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 but then then, then Coach uh, said it was a, a DA said it was a knee. Uh, I know he was. You kinda, had a better view. Yeah, it was, than he, I did. You but, still thought it immediately was an ankle. Well, because he, he wasn't putting pressure, and um, and then he kind of walked off. Then he was walking normal. Then, I don't know, now if you, you tweak anything, Mike, uh, they're overly cautious, and they took him to the training room. So, you know, that's what, like, Deuce always says, we got to avoid uh, those injuries, especially right now uh, in the meat of training camp, getting ready to start the preseason, which is going to start uh, tomorrow night. The Hall of Fame game is here. Yep. Uh, Mike, now think about who's playing in that game. And you look at their college career, that's how, that's household names. My understanding, Kellen Mount is going to start for Cleveland. That's the Texas A&M quarterback. And then talk about going from the penthouse to the outhouse, then Zach Wilson. Look, all he's supposed to be the guy. Well, he's starting now for the Jets. And obviously you won't see Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers. But um, I'm kind of interested to see what, what they do in their opportunity. Come on, you ought to light it up. Right? Uh, okay. Base defense, they're not game planning. So the the other thing, too, is injury-wise, uh, Calvin Throckmorton with the elbow injury. Man, I, again, this is and, piling and, up and, along the and offensive line. And you line. talk about that all the time, Mike. Uh, the, they get injured more the, than any other spot. Can you avoid those big guys in the trenches getting injure, injured? And how much they um, like count on Throckmorton? Like I said, not only to provide depth, but it was depth. But then uh, he's a, he has started 20 games in the Saints uniform, so – That'll be interesting to see uh, where Throgmorton's at. You said it was his elbow? His elbow. Yeah, so see uh, what, what that Yeah, how serious is. Yeah. that is. When we come back, we'll go to Greg the Fireman, and we'll take a break here on the Big 870. More sports talk and more Saints practice talk right after this break. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby A. Bear. We're going to go to our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. Go to Greg the Fireman. Greg the Fireman, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. How you doing, bud? Doing great, Bobby and Mike. How are y'all? Okay. I hope uh, I hope y'all doing good. I have a question for you. We all know Taysom Hill is an incredible player and, and very smart and all, but uh, I wanted to have a question on – what positions do you think he could play if he ended up being a defensive player instead of offensive player? You know, could he, uh, well, could he oh, play easy linebacker, for me. safety? Okay, outside linebacker. Okay. He'd, be, he'd be a weak side linebacker. If that's what he started out doing, I guarantee you that's where he'd play, weak side linebacker. I would say uh, big nickel. Okay, what I mean by that, big nickel, because he's fast enough. I don't know about his hips and all that, but like uh, putting him – because, you know, uh, he'd have this skill set because he's fast enough to do zone coverage. But what if you put eight in the box? And we all know he can tackle. Uh, when you're on coverage yeah. units or on spe- special teams, uh, you have to be able to tackle. And he's aggressive. Uh, but look how he runs over people and all that. So uh, I think it would be more uses uh, speed and his aggressiveness, which, 
if you look at it, a big nickel is like a small linebacker. Uh, when when you, you think about play it. safety. Yes, uh, I don't know how you know his reverse skills. Yeah, you Man, see he that, can, that, he can move saying, forward. I don't know about the reverse. That's part. what I'm saying. Your <laughs> hips, you know, you don't know about your hips and how you turn. I think he like if he was too deep, like Tampa two or something. You know that all that. I think he can cover half the field because he's fast enough. Uh, then yeah. he could be a, a single high safety. You know the instincts. Don't let nobody uh, get behind you. But I think I'd want to take advantage more is of aggressive nature. Put him up front. Mm-hmm. Yes, like more like in the box. Or, uh, the, you know, all of a sudden you're playing head up on a tight end. And now now can – and then physics come about. Uh, can you hold the edge if they were run blocking you? I, I guarantee you Hobie Brenner would think, like, I, I can block Taysom Hill in the run game because even like Jackson, I would say. Uh, so that would be a challenge. But now as far as coverage, you know, you jam him and you run with him, I think Taysom Hill would be outstanding there. Put Pete Werner and Taysom Hill side by side. They look about the same size. <laughs> It's not a heck of a lot of difference. Not, yeah. not, no, don't look at that what's put on some football book or if you buy a program. Uh, those sizes and heights is not quite accurate. Mike, and you know, I'm glad you brought up Pete Warner because Greg the Fireman, uh, you know, when I looked at him at first, Mike, he never looked like no 6'3", 245, but he does look thicker. Bigger this year than uh, a year ago. Yeah, I and agree even when you. he came out of Ohio State, because we thought he uh, he looks like he'd be a big safety, but no, he does look more to part right now alongside Demario Davis. Uh, so the weight program has been working for Pete Werner, and uh, man, who has been working for it too? We got to talk to him, Demarco Jackson. Man, he looks bigger and thicker than he was a year ago. Him and I did a an event for the Touchdown Club in New Orleans. Uh, he wasn't that big. And, and you can tell he's been working with the weights in the upper body. And we talked to him today, Mike, and, he, boy, just good people. He, he's a good dude, and it's amazing how he ended up at Appalachian yeah, State. Yeah, he, he told me the story. He got offered a few scholarship offers. He's from was, South Carolina. Was going to go to South Carolina, and guess what? At the end, they pulled it. Oh, sorry, you hurt. We pulled that scholarship. You're going to have to go somewhere else. And he went into so he went to Appalachian, Appalachian State. State. So a lot of people, all these privileged guys, they get all this and that. Well, you know, you got coaches that lie to you. I hate to admit it, but it, it is what it is. If he never gets hurt, he's probably a South Carolina Gamecock. That's right. And then he gets hurt. They take the scholarship away. Then all of a sudden he's with Appalachian State, the Mountaineers. And, uh, that, that, you know, everyone remembers that program because when they upset Michigan at the big house. But, Mike, that's – um. But but good for him. He took advantage of the opportunity at Appalachian State. And he became and, a big-time player at Appalachian was State. was dominant in, in that conference. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870, and we'll have on Deuce. Deuce McAllister will join us right after this break here on the Big 870. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert, and on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, Deuce, Deuce McAllister. Deuce, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Uh, there's always ebb and flow in practice sessions, but today, man, the ebb and the flow was all defense. You can't tell an offensive guy that. No, well, well I'm, 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 I am telling you, but you might not agree. But for the most part, it was agree. defense. I don't agree. I got to find something good that the offense did. The <laughs> well, they offense did really first, well first in 707. Time. Yeah. In, seven and, seven. And, no, in 707. In 707. But after that, it was all defense. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I mean, it, 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 it's the offense, it was almost, it was really almost like routes on air in 707. 
and the defense was out there. Um, they were just they, they, they were hitting them. But when you put it all together with the defensive line and the O-line in there and you kind of mixed in some run game in there and obviously you could bring some pressure, uh, the defense, they, they just got after it. And, and uh, here, here was here, – here, here, Bobby, here's the other thing also. When you look at it from physical and, you know, we haven't seen – I mean, you, you, you have your moments. But today it was probably one of the most physical – uh, practice and, and they weren't tackling to the ground. I mean, but it was a pretty thumps. good physical. It was a pretty good physical physical practice for them today. Yeah, they had some thump, uh, thumps. As I was say, it sounded like a Cajun thumps. Uh, <laughs> they had some thumps out there uh, that they were uh, smacking one another. Uh, but did you talk about on air? I mean, I don't know if I haven't witnessed, witnessed this in a while. And he said, "Okay, next man up." I know it's one on one, a big advantage for the offense. But that's two one-on-one periods. Uh, none of our defensive backs could cover Traquan Smith. And, you know, everybody gives Traquan a hard time. But it looks like he's playing with a little confidence right now and he's healthy. And um, right now I'm looking at that, um, you know, you look, okay, who's your receivers? How many are they going to keep and all that? I would say, okay, even like uh, worst-case scenario, he's the number four guy right now. And he, he's been there every cornerback or every DB in one on one, and the quarterbacks are getting him the ball, and um, and he's playing with a lot of confidence. That that was the two one on one drills. I haven't seen that in a while. That no matter who's covering him, he's 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 always winning. Yeah, I, I think that we've seen glimpses of that from Traquan. The problem that he has had has been, you know, the injuries have slowed him down or when you need it, maybe a catch you expect him to be able to come up with right. where he comes down and maybe the ground causes a separation of it and he can't hold on to it. Those are the type of things. But, you know, look, you've always waited for that light to go off. You've always wanted him to uh, to be able to I – mean, because when you look at him, you look, man, this is a nice, big, physical-looking receiver – and then for it to translate, it hadn't translated consistently for you because you see it, like you just talked about it, Bobby. You saw flashes of it today, and I don't care who the corner was, he was right. coming up and making plays. And so whether it has been injuries, whether it has been comfort in the system, you just want him to put it together completely because the, the capabilities is there. And I, can, and I can be honest with you. I can be honest with you. You, got, you guys know this. There is an opportunity for somebody to step up at wide receiver number four, wide receiver number five, and possibly even wide receiver number six. Now, that doesn't mean that they're going to dress all six of those guys, but to make maybe the active roster, they probably, you know, just depends on how the numbers and injuries shave out, you know, you're probably going to carry four or five receivers and, you know, uh, probably have at least two of those guys on your practice squad. So there are some opportunities. And, and, and at one point, there are what, like 13, 14 receivers, 12 receivers? Right. However, there, there, there's a lot of them. So they are looking for somebody to say, hey, look, I want that job. I, I, I want this job. Now, I may not dress. I'm going to force you to have to dress me, you know, and, and, and have to play me. But they're 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 looking for somebody to take that 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 step and be able to grab those spots. Now, uh, Deuce, uh, you know, looking at Kendra Miller, obviously we couldn't watch him in OTAs and minicamp. He was going to be, you know, because of the knee surgery. Uh, we're going to save him for training camp. But uh, what's your opinion? I don't know if you saw this one run he had. It wasn't today. It was 
It was Man, yesterday. Uh, it was that, yesterday. That when he did it, was it yesterday out, outside. But when he did a jump cut, he made, he made a cut. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, his knee don't look hurt to me. He looks like he never hurt his knee. You know the play I'm talking yeah. about? Yep, I know the exact play that you're talking about, and I mean, it looked and it was like, oh, that's smooth. I mean, and that, I mean, he found the hole, and it wasn't a big hole. I mean, it was backside a gap that he hit, and it, it was yesterday, and you could just see it was it, it was a nice fluid cut, and it was it, it was a nice run. It was a nice run, and Bobby, the only the the, the thing that he's going to have to work on. Because, like you just talked about, he didn't go. He didn't get to go through the summer. He didn't get to go through any of OTAs. So now, from an offensive standpoint, it's one thing for me to hear the play, but now I got to go in and actually run the play. And now I have. I'm on the clock because once the huddle is broke, I've got to go get lined up. I've got to make sure I understand and know the play, and then I got to make sure that I know my responsibility. You, you can't guess, plays, uh, the dudes. You can't yeah, be guessing. Yeah, if, it, if it's two plays, if it's two plays. Then now I got to think, all right, what do I do on this play? Well, you know, am I lining up right? Do I have to scoot up? And so playing football is the easy part. It's the processing part that he has to get comfortable the with. Man. I think he had a good job of it. I mean, he'll still have his moment, and we saw him have to run the lab where he had to fumble or, you know, maybe he missed a block or, or, or something of that nature. But he gives you maybe a run or two or even – even the one-on-ones, you know, I thought uh, his first one-on-one that he went against the linebacker today, I think he ended up making the catch. But for the most part, two seconds, three seconds, he's making a move against air. You haven't closed any space yet. Close the space before you go and make, you know, your move because now guess what's happening. And, Bobby, you know this. If I'm taking six seconds to run a route, what are you going to do? I'm looking somewhere else. I'm, 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 Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere else. You're taking too long to Thank get you. open. You, you you're taking too long to get open. I mean, but so like stuff, little stuff like that. He doesn't know, he doesn't understand yet, or he doesn't know that that's gonna come with with time and experience. But if you taking you know three and a half, he he didn't take six. But I'm just saying, yeah. if you're taking four four and a half five seconds to get open, that quarterback ain't gonna wait on you. That quarterback going to somewhere else because he gonna get sacked. Right. He knows that that clock is ticking, and so he's got to develop things of that nature. Just and and that's gonna come with experience. That's gonna come with experience, and so it's a time that I can waste time in a route because I'm setting it up. But when I'm pressed and I got to get there, I got to get there. And, you know, maybe maybe my stance or my separation I create, and I, I create the separation. But, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Alvin went to, to New York today. We all kind of Yeah, that's what I actually do. So, what do you think about well, that? We, 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 yeah, we kind of, you know, you expect the worst. And if it's not the worst, then the, 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 you prepare for whatever. So, the worst would be six games. If it's right. under that, then that's what you prepare for. The Saints had already started preparing with, with the Jamal signing, with the drafting of Miller, um, and, you know, even last year trying to draft a guy to help Alvin, not necessarily because of uh, the suspension, but they've already started to prepare. Right now they're not doing any type of game planning. They haven't started on that yet. That will all come once it gets a little closer. But now certain plays maybe you won't highlight you may still carry them, but you may not highlight certain plays right. uh, in, in, in in those two, three, four games, whatever it is, that he may not be available. Now, uh, Deuce, uh, what is your take? I guess you have to wait and see, and you're going to call it uh, what happens in the preseason. Uh, the Chiefs game, then how we practice against the Chargers in that game, then the Texans and all that. 
But, uh, boy, talking about taking advantage of opportunity, that's one example. You know, you do this a number of years, and I look at Caden Ellis. All of a sudden, Pete Warner goes down how he took advantage of the opportunity, parlayed that, now he's with Atlanta. Who's that cat going to be? I don't know if it's Zach Bond. I know Zach Bond on special teams, but that'll be interesting to see. We all know about, obviously, if DeMario Davis and Pete Warner's healthy, they're the, they the guys. But uh, that other linebacker, maybe to fill that uh, Kane Nellis spot, that's a lot of competition there. Well, it's a lot of competition. I think that guy is going to be Zach Bond. He's been able to do it when he had, you know, some opportunities and he's flashed and he's, you know, made some plays. But, you know, the guy that had a play today, uh, I think, I can't remember if it was an over, just an over route or if it was a dig route by the tight end. But DeMarco Jackson made yes, a play. Yes. And it was right there on the sideline. He made a play on the ball. And it was one where, man, you get your hands on it like that, and I wasn't completely clean. But he undercut it, and he was he was in, 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 in position. And so it was good to see him be able to run, one, you know, because, like I said, it wasn't just, hey, this is five yards and you're breaking on the out route. This was probably 10, and if it was – I can't remember if it was an over by the tight end completely across the field or if it was just, you know, he lined up right there as an inline tight end and he runs just a dig yard. But it was right – by the sideline, uh, for a far side. It was a nice, well. nice pass you, defended, yes. But well, I it was a nice, really nice pass defended because normally you don't see a linebacker undercut a ball like that. You don't see right. a linebacker come all the way across the field and undercut it. You know, if he's just covering an out route or he's just in a hook, he can undercut it. But, I mean, he did a really nice job of making a play on the ball. And the only reason you don't get five stars is because you didn't come up with the interception. But it was a really nice play. And, uh, you know, you talk about just DeMario and Pete Werner in general. DeMario, he, he, he had a thump. Right on the sideline of uh, of Jamal Williams, and I think he, he he surprised Jamal a little bit. Jamal won. I don't think Jamal thought he was going to unload on him, and it wasn't it wasn't a, it wasn't a dirty tackle, it wasn't a low tackle, but it was like you know it was, it was one of those good morning or one of those hello, you know, right? Uh, this is this is me that you're looking for type of hit, and then uh, Pete Warner he got his hands on one ball. He came on that. This is what you talk about five star type coverage. He came off of his guy and he was able to disrupt the pass and he got both hands on it. And I know uh linebacker coach, you could hear him yelling over there in the background that come up with the ball. But I mean, those guys, those guys for me right now, I think they're above average. The only thing that's stopping that linebacker room from being elite is like you just talked about. Can that third slash fourth guy, Step up and elevate that group to elite because you're 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 main two that play every down you know whether you're talking nickel or whatever that play every down they're elite but my question comes with number three slash number four who is that going to be and can they give you consistency at that position well and, and dudes you know uh boy I kind of jokingly said this I was talking with Mike and uh, some of the reporters out there. All I know is uh, come week one, he's going to be fresh. We better pack a lunch against the Titans and uh, Derrick Henry. So I don't know if you got – I don't think you can go big nickel. You might have to go three linebackers. And the Saints are fine with that. Right. Saints are fine with going three linebackers. Saints are fine going five down. Saints will say, hey, hey, quarterback, Tannehill, you beat us. Derrick Henry, you aren't beating us. Saints will be fine playing that game. Saints, but here, here, here's the thing, and you know this. When you play him, you got to keep him in the box. You keep him in the box. And what I mean by that is make him run tackle to tackle. 
Don't allow him to get outside of the box where he's playing one-on-one with, with, with second-level second people. Keep him in the box. Keep him inside. Force everything in the middle. And that, 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 that's how you're going to at least slow him down. Now, you got to put him in third and long situations right. and, and, and second and long situations. But at least if I'm going to make a team beat me, oh, Ryan Tannehill, you got to beat me. I'm not going to Yeah, yeah. You can't let Derrick Henry, Henry beat you because then. back there control the game and then just grind, grind me to death. And then he, 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 he beat my safety up on six other times. Right, and right. So now my safety's one on one and he breaks that tackle and now he's gone for 60 or 70. Yeah, because uh, and then plus, uh, if Derrick Henry is you know not nothing sexy, but if it's like second and four and all that, that's never good because then utilize play action and Tannehill will have success then. So like you said, first things first, put him in a predictable down and make Tannehill beat you. Now, Deuce, what is your take? I like the competition. Uh, I think they're both starting cornerbacks. Uh, what's your take on Paulson and Debo and Alante Taylor? That competition. Uh, you can flip a coin every day. I think, you know, uh, they've been that good, each other, and they've pushed each other. Uh, and for the Saints' standpoint right now, they're, they're, they're I don't want to say they're kind of happy, but they, they, they're kind of happy and pleased that they don't have to make a decision today. You know, that they do right. get another week or two of seeing those guys being able to go out and compete, you know, against each other. And so for them, yes, camp will matter a ton. But also when you go in the, into those practices uh, against L.A. and Houston, how do you perform in those right. situations? I mean, because right now, both of those guys are veterans. Both of those guys know what they're doing. They know the system. Now you got a new, you got a new secondary coach kind of, you know, handling, handling things, and it's a different voice, a different ear. They're going to want somebody they can go out there and depend on and, know it, one, know that you're going to get some thrones because a lot of teams aren't going to try Lattimore. So know, know the ball is going to get thrown your way. But can you come up with, you know, hey, look, if the guy does catch it, I can limit the yak yards. But, you know, can I come up with uh, PBUs or, you know, and I'm not giving up uh, yardage via penalties, or can I come up with interceptions? That's what's going to be critical for that number two corner. I mean, because you got opportunities. Deuce, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. We really appreciate it. And when Bobby brought up about Derrick Henry, that's no shock. My thing is, I want to see how the Saints offensive line handles Jeffrey Simmons. It's not Jeffrey Simmons. It's just not. Don't forget Autry. (laughs) Don't forget Autry. Then then, then you've got uh, Landry over there. And then the other tackle that they just – they got one more tackle in there that's good. I can't even think of his name right now. But that that, that front four is really good. Are gonna give them fits. Yep, they gonna give them fits. I can tell you that right now. And then they bring in Arden Key to help him as an edge guy. And yeah, I and thought Arden, he did Arden a pretty the other the other, other pass rushing yeah. specialist. So yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. So man, I think that's where it's gonna be won and lost. Uh, Saints offensive line up against a really good Tennessee Titans defensive front. Thanks so much, Deuce. We appreciate it, bud. All right, Deuce. All right. Thank you, fellas. All right, eh, that was Deuce McAllister. We'll be back with more Sports Talk here on the Big 870 right after this break. We're finishing up here in our number one of Sports Talk on the Big 870. And, Bob, we have a texter that uh, 0961, Mike and Bob, you heard uh, anything about Anthony Johnson? Seems to be that he's having a pretty good camp. What's your evaluation? Anthony Johnson, no small dude, number 36. He's six one and a half. 205, somewhere in that range. Started at Louisville and then transferred to Virginia. So he's a big physical corner. The big question mark with him coming out was 
his sort of catch-up speed when he gets beat. Um, but you love his physicality. He's long-armed. He's a guy that uh, plays real physical at the point of attack. And he's made some plays in camp. Uh, he, and he got, I think, well, one of the biggest signing bonuses. I think it was like $231,000 to sign with the Saints. Well, I don't know. We've taken more notes on the likes of like a Troy Pride, though. Or and and then Trump, Mike yes uh, and then who was the uh, Isaac uh, Yadam Isaac Yadam no the no veteran. We, we, I don't know I mean I'm not hating on nobody I'm just saying those are NFL veterans like uh, six years uh, you look uh, and and then you look at Troy Pride three years going to their sixth and third year we're just taking more notes on them we'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big Eight Seventy right after this break. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.